Hey guys, welcome back to Inside the System Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Today we're going to be touching on career paths in the corrections industry and career development. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Hope you guys have had a good week and had a good weekend. Today we're going to be talking about career paths and career development in the corrections field. Um, Some people are kind of like, hey, am I just a corrections officer or are there other things to do? Um, And yes, there are. There are other paths uh, within the corrections field that you can become a part of. Other ancillary duties that help support your agency. Um, that you can be a part of, different training cadres, uh, if you will. Um, But, you know, one of the main things that I suggest for officers that are looking to get into a different uh, role within their agency is uh, becoming a field training officer and getting involved in their field training program. Um, Field training uh, obviously really helps develop new corrections officers, Um, or even lateral correction officers, and you're training them on the way your agency does things. Um, But it's a great developmental field uh, for you, especially, as well as those that you're molding into new correction officers. You have to have a drive to be able to teach people and watch people learn, be patient with people, um, you know, really be able to work well with different types of people if you're not that person then i suggest that you stay away from training as a whole and field training Um, because you have to be able to get along with people um, whether or not you agree with them like them whatever you have to be able to develop that mentality within yourself to train people appropriately you want to be able to lead people down the right path Uh, my philosophy on field training is teaching somebody something right the first time not taking shortcuts you need to learn the correct way develop your path as a corrections officer and the longer you gain you know you've been doing this gain some seniority is what i was going to say Um, and have been around the field and you take shortcuts that make the job easier for you, then that's fine. But it's not the way we should be training our new hire people. We want to train them how to do the job the right way, correctly, efficiently, and safely, right? So um, you, you have to be of good mentality. And if you don't think you can do that, then it's definitely not something you want to be involved with. Um, you want to be a positive figure in growing and molding our new corrections officers. So becoming a field training officer uh, gives you a wide knowledge in training in of itself in developing people and how people learn Um, because everybody learns a little differently. Some people are hands-on learners. Some people are listening learners. Some people, you know, can just watch and be like, oh, I can do that. Um, every person is a little bit different and you have to be able to understand the correct way to train somebody. Um, so starting within the field training unit of your agency, I highly suggest if you're wanting to go down the path of training, 
um, or even becoming a leader uh, promoting down the road because it's genuinely going to help and look good on a resume as you try to promote in your career. Um, you know, it, it, you learn a lot of leadership skills and learning how to lead others the correct way um, through the field training program as you go through and take that class. It's about a 40-hour training class, if I remember correctly. Um, at least here in Washington State, it is. I could be different in different parts of the country, um, but I want to say it's pretty much across the board about 40 hours of training to certify you to be a field training officer. Um, so it, it's a great path to get on after a few years of getting, you know, learning and developing yourself under your belt. Um, and out of the way before you step out and start helping and training others. Sorry about that. I had to cut away due to a airline plane flying over my house uh, and creating a bunch of noise. And my microphone happens to pick up every little sound there is outside of my residence. Um, so some other things to consider uh, depending on your, um, your agency um, is... Classification officer, uh, you can always go down that path where you're, um, you know, basically running criminal history on subjects being booked into jail and determining their housing classification level, whether or not they need to be in segregation, um, maximum housing, if you will, uh, or if they can be in general population or if they qualify to be in a psych unit, um, depending on how big your facility is. Um, you know, separating these guys and gals out from each other, uh, if they're not able to get along with other people, um, classification officers, you know, they can, some agencies it's a, um, out of classification position. So it's, they, they hire, um, those that aren't correction officers to do, um, classification jobs. Uh, in some agencies, classification is a, um, job that you can do outside of just being a correctional officer um, and basically some agencies uh, give you an additional pay to be a classification officer I guess if you will um, so that's something to consider in some of these positions you got to remember uh, there are timelines on some of them it could be a three-year position uh, it could be a five-year position you might be in it for three years and get an extension to do it for um, another two or three years so each agency is a little bit different um, so I can really only speak upon my agency currently we do not have a classification officer um, dedicated to doing that we have a couple different officers um, within our facility that are certified to do classification and by certified I mean run criminal history um, and read that and determine you know fill out the form and determine where people are um, able to be housed um, but some of the county jails or prisons you know it's a position that you can actually get into um, and apply for if that's something that you're looking forward to uh, doing. There's also court security, um, or transport, you know, for my facility, we have a court, uh, specific security officer that's from our jail. Um, and this guy, great guy, if he's listening, you know, um, he's there to watch the courthouse, um, courtrooms, the progress going on in the court hearings, um, take people into custody, 
uh, when the judge remains him into custody. He's constantly running subjects that are supposed to show up for court that day for warrants, whether it's our warrant or another agency warrant that's confirmable and bookable. Um, and you know, constant go, go, go. And sometimes it's mundane, right? There's not always, um, in-person hearings, you know, we've kind of reached the digital era where a lot of hearings can actually be done via zoom. Uh, so the in-person stuff though, keeps you busy. There's always, um, at least 15 plus people showing up for court on those scheduled hearing days. Um, so that, that can be a busy job and, and that can be a three to five year gig as well. Um, just depends on what you got going on. Uh, transport, some agencies have a transport dedicated unit and they, you know, get some extra pay to do what they do, but uh, an extra percentage, if you will. And just like our court security officer position, and I'm sure others around get a uh, percentage to do that position on top of their base pay. Um, so that's kind of nice. You're earning a little bit more to do a specific job, um, that not everybody chooses to do or wants to do or can do. So that's always nice to earn that extra compensation, uh, transport unit. Those guys are getting people to court, uh, getting them to other jails. Um, you know, most of the time these guys and gals are armed and armed position. Um, and some, some correction facilities, in order to carry a gun, you have to be a part of their transport unit. Um, and, and some agencies like mine, uh, to be an armed officer, we are armed at all times outside of the facility only. Obviously, we don't carry guns in jail. Um, but anytime we leave the facility, we are all armed, whether that be transport, go assist court security, um, you know, going out to the road to pick up an individual from patrol or even just running to grab lunch. We all are assigned our own gun. We all are qualified on handgun. Um, so my agency specifically, we are handgun qualified and carry. Um, but some places in order to carry a gun, yes, you have to be on their transport team. Um, so transport unit, they're constantly maneuvering people all over the place, like I said, to the court, to other jails, hospitals, etc. So that could be a good unit to be in. Again, another unit that, um, depending on your agency, could be three to five years. It could be, you know, if you have seniority, it could be you're in there for 10 plus years. I, I don't know. Each agency is a little bit different, but that's one thing to consider um, as well. Different various training uh Ancillary, ancillary duties, excuse me, I can't talk again. Um, you know, something to consider depending on, on your agency. Um, like we have guys that are defensive tactics instructors um, and they do it on the side of being an everyday corrections officer. Um, so setting up training throughout the year, making sure new hires are properly trained or receive training if they don't get it in the academy um, or just doing you know, yearly updated refresher training for, um, individuals within your unit. Um, so defensive tactics could be a great path to head down. Some people have a great passion for that and I totally applaud them. I could not get down and roll around with somebody every day. Um, but you know, you have those key skills that you always have to remember and revert to when you're uh, in a situation where you have to use some sort of hand on tactics, um, and take an individual into custody or, you know, stop a fight or defend yourself or whatever. Um, 
Taser instructor is another good option for officers that want to be uh, getting to an instruction level part of their career field. Um, I personally don't want to be tased. <laughs> so not to say that I haven't experienced it, but uh, doesn't look like my cup of tea. Um, but there's guys out there that love that stuff and, and eat it up and totally applaud them. Uh, you know, you can go as far as becoming a master taser instructor, um, and getting certified by Axon, um, to train any and everybody, um, and be a professional in that part of the career field. Right. Um, another ancillary duty or depending on your unit or your facility, I don't know, it could be a a full-time thing um, is being a firearms instructor. Um, that's something that I personally do. I don't get any extra percentage on uh, pay of doing it. The only thing I earn is overtime if it happens to be on my day off that I'm training people. Um, but, you know, firearms is a key thing in this line of work, whether you're corrections or patrol. Um, so instructing people how to shoot, teaching them how to shoot properly, uh, my my agency and my facility they don't go through a rigorous uh, training program to become firearms certified. Some places it's forty or eighty hours a week. Uh, the law enforcement academy um, for patrol I believe is eighty hours a week or eighty hours out of their training block um, in our state. Um, so we give our guys about 24 hours of, uh, training. This includes classroom and range training, um, and additional time if they really needed, if they're extremely green and new at shooting, um, which are sometimes the best shooters to teach because they don't know and, and they don't know bad habits. So they're pretty easy to teach the correct habits, uh, and do well and become successful. Um, but we give those guys or gals about 24 hours to start. Um, and then if they need additional time, depending on what it is, we'll give them additional range time, um, or training classroom time to help improve their skills. And then we certify them or qualify them on our department qualification, handgun qualification course, um, so that they're certified to carry on duty and, and, um, have a firearm with them. Um, so becoming a firearms instructor could be a great career path. Um, you know, in just a, along this whole career development and career path thing, depending on your agency, some may have more, some may have a riot control team, um, riot tactics team or, or whatever cell extraction team, um, within your agency. Some of those are dedicated positions within prisons or County jails around the country. Um, whereas some, it's just kind of a piece together thing, but, uh, to think, as a whole on this thing, depending on what path you want to go down, you want to make sure you're finding good training, right? Um, you know, if you're going to become a court security officer, you might want to find a program or a training uh, course around you that is court security specific. Uh, if you want to be a field training officer here in Washington, you have to attend a 40 hour uh, field training officer course um, and successfully pass that. Um, if you want to be a firearms instructor here in Washington state, you have to attend an 80 hour training, uh, class to become certified as a firearms instructor, uh, for the state 
through the state academy, I should say. Um, if you want to be a DT instructor, you got to go through 80 hours of DT instructor training or taser instructor. And it's typically 40 hours of training um, time to become an instructor. So you want to look out for these various um, trainings that are available out there and make sure they are applicable to what you want to do. Um, if you want to be a supervisor, you know, I suggest taking a pre-supervisory uh, academy class, typically a 40-hour week class where they teach you just the basic entry-level stuff about becoming a supervisor and how to act and, um, you know, et cetera, things like that. So think about duty-specific training for that position that you want to do. And obviously, you want to make sure that you're either accepted to do that training um or in that training before you just go that because our your agency or your administration is probably not going to approve you for non-applicable training so uh you want to be a taser instructor well you better make sure that you've been accepted by your agency to be a training instructor for taser and not just oh, i'm gonna go take taser instructor training um so make sure you're getting that approval or a part of that um, cadre before you just go get this elective training but other training you can you know depending on your agency you could probably do other other training there's various things out there corrections refresher training um, you know make sure that you're going to good instructors that are teaching this stuff going to their classes um, and not just finding joe schmo that you know well i did this for 15 years i think i could teach somebody um, you want to reach out to reputable training companies or depending on your state, like Washington state here, um, you can go through, uh, the Washington state, cor uh, not corrections, but Washington state law enforcement Academy and criminal justice training center. I should say it's what we call it here. Um, they, on their website, they have a specific location for training. You can go and it's a catalog of various training offered for both patrol and corrections but you want to find stuff that's applicable to you now corrections based training as a whole there are not a ton of companies out there there's a handful um but there's not a ton and so you know some of the stuff you might go to might be more patrol specific um but you can take pieces of that and and use that for the correction side of of the industry as well if you're a great instructor or love teaching, um, th that'll be easy for you to pick apart certain things to use and make applicable to what you are trying to do. Um, so don't forget that and look out for companies. I I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a shout out here. Arc Tactical, um, A R C Tactical. They are a great uh, training company. Uh, happen to be a good friend of the owner of Arc Tactical, Tim Fosnot. And uh, he's got great classes. He's all over the country. Um, you'll see him linked, Arc Tactical link through Corrections One um, for their training program as well. Um, he has a website. You can go and see where he's going to be, where he's up and coming, or what they have to offer. Um, but, you know, I can speak on Tim's behalf a little bit. Uh, you know, started as a DT instructor, became a master DT instructor, was an OC instructor, taser instructor, firearms instructor, um, you know, a little bit of everything, spent a little bit of time as a reserve police officer. So he knows the industry well. He's 
been a field training officer, so he knows how to put training together for people that makes sense for you. Um, you know, so huge shout out to Tim with Arc Tactical. Uh, great instructor, great trainings that his company puts on. And if, if you're ever taking his course, you know that he's an awesome instructor and he's got good people that teach with him as well. Um, so make sure you're looking out for good training companies that have um, knowledge in the industry. Um, but, you know, corrections, like I said, it can be mundane depending on your agency. If all you... Um, are able to do is just be a corrections officer day in and day out and walk the floor and check the tiers and check the cells you know cool um that's just what you got if you're able to develop yourself in different career paths or training within your agency and help others and that's the type of person that you feel like you are as a helper i highly suggest finding a training group that makes sense to you to be a part of um, and this all really can kind of lead down the path of being a supervisor as well. Leadership development. A lot of these classes give you foundational leadership skills um, in order to uh, develop that end of your career. Um, you know, being a field training officer um, helped me as uh, developing my leadership skills and becoming a supervisor. Um, and I, I can't thank uh, the people enough that put me in those positions um, in my younger career field or career days um, and allowed me to grow and develop myself to help others grow and develop themselves. Um, you know, so it's a great being in training or different these different groups, uh, great way to develop your path. Uh, where you want to grow and some of this guys gals might take you to the road it might develop you to uh, a position within your uh, brain <laughs> your mental position to be like hey i can go do this on the road and work patrol and if that's the case awesome do it um, if, if that's your calling do it um, if corrections is your calling and you just want to stick where you're at awesome we appreciate what you do um, and because it's not an easy job, it's not for the faint of hearts. Um, and there's always something going on, uh, whether it's negative or positive, there's always something going on in jail, right? Um, so, you know, think about this as you are early in your career, you know, find good instructors, uh, find people to learn from, um, and ask questions to those that are doing it, get their perspective, um, before you go down that path, it may not be something you enjoy. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but get others perspective uh, on different various trainings that they're instructors of. Most people will tell you they love to instruct. They love training. I do. Um, and I love teaching people how to shoot. I loved teaching uh, people during the field training program. Some days were harder than others, but that's just part of the game, right? Um, so really start early and in, in trying to develop that path and what you want to go down um, because in the end it helps better you and it helps better others anyway guys i kind of drug this on a little bit i uh, hope i was a little bit of a help on this and i hope you were able to enjoy this podcast sorry i uh, didn't get one out last week i had some family stuff um, spending time with my kids going camping this past weekend enjoying this awesome weather we've had here in Washington. 
um, and trying to enjoy some time off that I've had recently. So uh, I look forward to putting out these podcasts further down the road uh, within a week to a week and a half of each other. I'll do the best that I can um, and go from there. So again, thanks for listening, guys, gals. Appreciate you. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.